testy testy. Hooray. All right. Hi everyone, it's Candy Code Rice of Lights. We're gonna do a quick wrap up of yesterday. Uh, each day at the Women in Horror Film Festival, there are a bunch of shorts and then one feature. So it's just one feature a day. So we're gonna go through a whole bunch of shorts real quick. Yesterday was the not, uh, first, was the not of this horror, I can't fucking talk, which is great for podcasts, let do me you tell want, you. Do you want to? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the first block was the not of this world block, which is the short supernatural films, which is kind of my wheelhouse, mm -hmm. as, as far as Definitely. the three of us. Uh, the first was the last vacation. Uh, this one, I'm going to steal a bit of your thunder. Uh, was told entirely by slideshow. <laughs> yeah, um, so I tried to write notes in the dark. So I have a bunch of really random things wrote on many different pieces of paper here in my notebook. Um, all I wrote for this one was slides because you blinked and it was done. Definitely it, a short film. It was very, very short. I want to say it was two minutes or less. Yes. Um, really creepy. Uh, extremely <laughs> worked great um it's about it, it's called the last vacation it's about the last vacation a family took and as it goes through the slideshows of the pictures you start to notice something and then the end happens yeah that's it you start to notice something and then oh here's the resolution uh-huh <laughs> but it was it was still enjoyable absolutely uh next always going never gone Directed by Wanda Nolan. Um, this is a Banshee short film. Yes. Dope. I want more Banshee shit. Yeah, Just for in sure. general. She and the Banshee was gorgeous. Oh my god. Uh, the There was also an old woman in it that um, creeped me the fuck out. Yeah, she makes, was kind of terrifying. Makes but... me not want to drink tea <laughs> ever again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the short synopsis of that one, they kind of pass the Banshee down through, um, the main character, it's been passed down through her bloodline, but she is the last. And she finds someone who's researching Banshees. Yep. And you can imagine what happens. Yep. <laughs> Next is The Shadow, directed by Bridget Barbara. Um, this Another one, one that had no dialogue. No dialogue whatsoever. Uh, obviously, the slideshow one didn't. I don't think we said that. Um, but it was a slideshow, so there was not audio. Right. Well, there was audio. It was... Just a score. Yeah. Yeah. Um, similarly, The Shadow uh, follows a young woman, possibly a prostitute, or maybe she yeah. does it sometimes... Yeah, I, th this one, um, in terms of the vibe of it and the way it was shot, I loved. Absolutely. And the theme of it, I loved. I was just a little confused as to who the protagonist was. Yeah. And uh, where she was at times. I kind of got the feeling that she was in a tavern renting a room but then I also was like, wait, she seems very familiar with this room. Is she right. living here? So I just had some questions. But overall, the uh, effects were fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next up was Cleanse, directed by M. Berger. 
This one, oof, it was my second favorite of this block. Um, very, very good. You see an energy healer who is healing a uh, lesbian couple, all female cast. There's only three. All female crew too. All female crew. Um, oh no, that wasn't the, true. No, there was yeah one guy. There was one guy. Um, but all female cast following an energy healer who a, a, a lesbian couple comes in and the energy healer learns some things yeah and suffers a little bit a little bit um this is definitely one of my favorites too I uh, they, they were also there for the Q&A what was great about this short block was a lot of the filmmakers were there yes didn't get a lot of time to talk. Um, because they definitely are about staying on sketch. Um, but they also dealt, were dealing with depression, which was very cool. Seeing someone who is working in the energy work field, dealing with her own personal issues, as well as the issues that she comes across in her work. So that was very interesting to me. And I wrote, uh... Cronenberg worm dick. I'm just going to say that. There's, and it's not just one. No. There's a lot of them. Yeah. A yeah. lot. So, you know, where, where else are you going to see some Cronenbergian intestines-ish looking worm things and crystal healers <laughs> in the same in the film? same short. <laughs> Only at the Women in Horror Film Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Next up was Enoch, directed by Yasmin Neal. Um, this one's kind of a classic story. A father is reading, uh, in this case it's a father reading his son a bedtime story. Um, he gets mostly through it, the, the son is acting kind of weird, then he notices some toys that are out and he's, he leans down to pick them up and sees his kid under the bed at, who says, Dad, there's something on top of my bed. Classic story. Uh, which is why I don't feel bad spoiling it. Right. Um, really well done, though. Yes. For something that you've seen several times in your life, in terms of the which one is the actual kid, uh, monster under the bed kind of a trope, it was. It felt fresh. Yeah. It felt current. Definitely. Yeah. You know? Um, the, the end is the kid saying that there's something on top of my bed, so you don't get a resolution. You don't know which one's real. Yeah. I dug it. Yes. Next up was my favorite of this block, which was called Awake. That's two words. Yes. A. Wake. It follows three sisters. I know at least two of them are, but I'm pretty sure all three. Yeah. Um, one of them is doing a tarot reading for the other one. Um, at their father's wake. Yes. And they didn't have the greatest relationship with their father. No. Or really with each other. Yeah. There's a lot of dysfunction. It was dysfunction. very real. This is one that I definitely would love to see get extended into a feature. Absolutely. I think it really has the bones for it and the intrigue for it. Yeah. So, as they're reading the, the, the tarot cards, they just keep drawing the hanged man. Yeah. 
and they each have their own personal moment of terror. Yes. Yeah. Very well done. Yes. Uh, also, all people of color. All people of screen. color. Yes. Um, Enoch too. Yep. And uh, yeah, I I really appreciated the character development that was possible within this short. Definitely. They they clearly carved out four unique characters, yeah. which is insane to do in a short. Absolutely. So many. Yeah. Yeah. Next up was super fucking cute. It was In Her Shoes, directed by Ray oh, Kamani. So cute. Um, the producer, I believe, was the one who was at the Q&A, because it was not the director. Yeah. Um, the producer um, said that one of their main goals was to show more uh, positive representation of disability in horror. The primary character in this, uh, it's, it's a mother and a daughter, um... The mother, you never really see her face. No. The daughter has Down syndrome. Yep, and she plays hide-and-seek with... Something. Something. And it's adorable, it's creepy. It ends with an, a great giggle. It ends with a great giggle and the face. Yes. There's a tongue sticking out. It's super cute and also scary. Yes. Yes, and the the little girl was fantastic. I mean, absolutely. She she had so much charisma, and I just I was on this hide and seek trip with her. Oh yeah, yeah. And she she didn't have any lines. No, she did. It was in a different language. Remember? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. No, no, I kind of do. Yeah, there wasn't a ton of dialogue, yeah. period. But the the thing, whatever, the whatever thing it was, the thing talked a lot. Um, but the, the little girl said like one or two things in okay. response. Not a ton. Yeah. Uh, next is Washed Away, directed by Heather Goddamn Langenkamp. <laughs> um, let me tell you. <laughs> How weird it is because we've been we've been we've been going over this between ourselves quite a bit. How weird it is that Heather Langenkamp is just casually walking around, like she'll just interact with you, and it's Heather Langenkamp <laughs> and Amanda Weiss and Amanda Weiss, um, who makes a, a brief little cameo in it, um. I believe she called it a friend cameo. She did call it a friend yes. cameo. Uh, she's here this weekend as well, supporting Heather and supporting the film. Um, and I we haven't gotten to really have a chat with Heather, um, but Amanda is precious. Oh, she's fucking lovely. Um, and we're hoping that we get to speak with them over this weekend about the film. The film itself, I was fascinated by yes it was not what i was expecting also yes um it dips into uh japanese mythology and lore which i love right um and i'm constantly wanting to know more about and it deals with grief in a very unique way yes it deals with with grief and loss and even the grief and loss of losing a complete stranger that you happen to have interacted with. Yeah. And um, 
for me, this one, out of all of them, at the base of it, even though you know, obvious, we, we, we start right out of the gate with a, with a lot of special effects makeup that look pretty fantastic, um, and clearly there is someone dead involved. Yeah. But uh, this read drama to me way more than it did horror. I can see that. It, the, I loved that the focus was on the storytelling. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, you know, blood, guts, special effects. Right. Um, which is easy to fall into, especially with a supernatural storyline. Especially with a short, yeah. And a, and a short, yes. Um, not a single bad one in that block. Nope. Everything everything I've seen so far has been really, really good. Even if I didn't get it, it was good. Yeah. Um, next up was the feature from yesterday, The Dark Red. Yes. And Would we're you like a, to talk about that? Sure, yeah. Um, we are a, both a little... Um, we're at odds a little bit with this. We both enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I... Enjoyed it more than RC, I think, ultimately. Mm-hmm. But basically, it is dealing with mental health and also your own personal, your own personal drives, both within your blood, but also within your mental state. And you are basically the whole the whole time through the movie you are left questioning, is this woman crazy or not? Right. Um, the Basically, the woman is... It's a woman and a, her psychiatrist, more or less, for a good chunk of the movie. Yeah. And she has lost her baby. Uh, she was eight months pregnant, and she insists that she... The baby was taken out of her by a forced C-section. Uh, she doesn't know why. She doesn't know uh, any other. She knows anything. vaguely where. Yes, vaguely where. Uh, but she does have a lifelong history of schizophrenia and early childhood trauma, and so everyone is immediately, well, have you been taking your meds? Do you think you need new meds? This is all in your head, isn't it? And she is certain it is not, and that she can read minds and she can do all of these things, which are things schizophrenic people have. Yeah. You know. Uh, so the third, we won't give away the third act in any form, but I. It takes you on a bit of a ride. It, ta- it yeah, it takes you on a very very exciting ride. And just a tense ride because you want her to have the resolution that she wants. You're with her. You want to, you you want her to succeed, and you want her to not be crazy. But she sounds pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, it isn't until <laughs> it isn't until surprisingly close to the end that you finally get to know what's. Yes. Because it is not clear. No. And it shouldn't be for that part of the movie. Yeah. It worked great. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great 
tiny little cast. Yeah. Everybody was incredible. Seven or eight people, I think. Yeah. Tops. Yeah. Um, and the actress and creator were there. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get a lot of time to hear them speak either, unfortunately, but they did say that it is coming out to rent and purchase March 6th. March 6th. They already have distribution and I would recommend it fully to anybody who's looking for a nice is she isn't she thriller. Yeah. I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the last shorts block of the night, it's the class of 2020 block which is student short films. Many of these were adorable. Yes. We started out real strong. We started out very, very strong. <laughs> with The Chills, directed by Brooke Herbert. Yes. So, I think you should take this one on a little bit, because as soon as it started, both of us got giddy. Yes. <laughs> so, this starts, and you just hear, like, a quintessential, perfect, 80s synth horror theme song the production company itself is called 1981 pictures it's so good um this is another one that did have no dialogue um an amazing original soundtrack um (laughs) she got uh i believe it was one of her classmates to compose all the music yeah um really really good uh follows a it's kind of like an 80s slasher but with a twist. Yeah, yeah. You see a girl uh, kind of dancing in a room at night. Um, like Farrah Fawcett hair. Yeah. Just kind of having her own little party because she has the house to herself. Yes. Then, uh, somewhat formulaically, but not in a bad way at all, uh, a news report comes on the radio of a demented serial killer who's going around and they have found two more bodies um, and the radio host name drops, um, it was Detective Vincent, hoping that they catch them. With the exception of the radio host, and I'm going to say a victim, uh, that would be an all-female cast. Detective Vincent was a woman. I was very happy to see that. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, it is a love letter to every slumber party massacre you have watched, even going to, like, stuff like meatballs and stuff, um, but it is just classic early 80s synth neon... Vaporwave. Vaporwave horror. It's so good. So good. Um, but also, I, clearly, I see influences of Hitchcock. Yeah. It, yeah, it's great. It, it was. Yeah. Um, so that's how we started that block, because we were like, well, I guess we're going to buckle in. <laughs> uh, next up was Restart, directed by, and I really hope I get this right, it's Zhuking Wang. Yes. Restart goes through the incredibly short version of what Restart is, is a person hiding from her own trauma and coming to accept it. 
Yes. Basically going through a grief cycle. Yeah. Yeah. As three separate people, all at the same time. Yeah. Really interesting. Really well done, in my opinion. Oh, very. Um, there's a lot of jarring, like, environmental changes. Like, she goes into an outhouse, and she shuts the door, and it's not an outhouse, it's just a house. Like, it's her house. Yeah. It's, it's very strange in a great way. Yes. Yes. Next up was Whispered Nothings, directed by Haley Hughes. Yes, you really liked this one. I really liked this one. This one hit me really hard. Um, this is another one where there's very, very little dialogue spoken by the people on screen. Whispered Nothings is, it, it opens with a doctor, you're fairly sure, uh, saying that they're here to help you. It then goes through a day in the life of a woman with... Some kind of mental health disorder. I don't think they really say. It could be a number of them. Yes. Um, as things happen, such as people knocking on the door, she's cutting up strawberries for a snack, there is constant whispering in the background. Um, Definitely got the feeling of it's... It's like anybody's inner critic that yes. you just have going in your head all day. Yes. Really well done. Um, there's a lot of what's really happening uh, kind of things in this one. I really liked it. Yes. Um, next up is the one I assume you are going to take. Next up is Kim, directed by <laughs> Madeline Landry. Well, I mean, we both loved this one oh, so, it's so much. so good. It was the first one of the film festival here that was animated. It was Claymation. Yep. And it is the story of Kim, who is a siren. And uh, she's just kind of, it, it, it's very interviewish. She's just kind of telling you about her day-to-day -day life. Um, you, how she's had to adapt her singing and whatnot to modern day. Um, for instance, she's figured out that phones are the thing to get music from now she likes to keep her music current you see because that draws in more people right <laughs> for her to eat just to be super yes clear. because as part of the she's just doing her part for the ecosystem yep so uh that being said it's it is does have the um it does have the environmental message yeah of you know we need to take care of our oceans, take care of our water, and her her dealing with that. Also, the only person she really interacts with, which is a survivor fisherman. A survivor of her. Yes. Um, that they have a begrudging relationship <laughs> with. It was nothing but cute. It was nothing but funny. Yes. It was clever and... I just, I just think it was fantastic. Agreed. Now another animated one is next. Is next, and that's Paranoia, directed by Katherine Lindhorst. Another one that had no dialogue. Um, kind of loving this trend on that. Paranoia, you follow a, a unnamed woman mm -hmm. 
um, in her house as she goes and does some like normal household things, and then she kind of sees a red glint on the wall. She goes to it, and it appears to be some kind of camera. She rips that out of the wall, and it bleeds. And then things kind of escalate from there. Yeah. Um, really, really good. A, a really... An interesting take on the concept of paranoia. That someone is always watching, and no matter what you do, you can't get rid of all of it. Right. Yeah. I dug it a lot. Yes. Next up, um, winner of my personal Best Fashion Award <laughs> was Blood Orange, directed by Elia Hawk. Another super fun one. Oh my god, yes. The production value on this student short was another level. Yes. <laughs> it was insane. If you like vampires, if you like gays, if you like the 80s, if you like gay 80s vampires, this is your fucking short film. It was so good. Uh, the It's it's about a, a girl who works in a smoothie shop. And, like, the paint and everything, like, the perspective of all the shots is freaking insane. The makeup. The makeup. The makeup. <laughs> oh, my God. The makeup is just this neon dream. Yes. On everybody. There, There's one character, I just, all I could do was stare at her brows. Because she had neon blue brows. Yes. And they were perfect. <laughs> in every way. Super cute. There is a plot twist at the end. It's not a smoothie shop. And that's where I'm going to leave that. <laughs> but if you like Heather's, you'll like this. Yes. <laughs> Next up was a short called Compensation, directed by Chu Yi Chen. Compensation follows a... There's two people, one of whom uh, you see their face for a second. One of them is... It's the point of view of the one character, yeah. mostly. Yeah. Uh, one of them is tied up in a chair. He believes that he's been kidnapped and is being held hostage for money. He keeps offering to pay it. Um, but it's actually a much more simple revenge story that suddenly gets less simple. Yeah. And it's, it definitely just hammers home the idea that everything doesn't have a price. What you truly love cannot be won again, purchased again. Right. Really good. Uh, another one that was very, very short. Yes. Up next, another one I assume you would like to talk about was Lone Wolf, <laughs> directed by January Jones. Another one that's super cute. Yes. So, uh, basically, Lone Wolf is the story of a sweet, braced, braced up little teenager. She's awkward like i said she's got a mouthful of braces and she's made a new friend and she's going for a sleepover and it's a coming of age story it is also an adorable lgbt story and uses the concept of 
a supernatural creature being puberty. And I might as well just say it's it's werewolf. It's a, like a werewolf, furry kind of creature. Lone wolf. Lone wolf, yeah. So, um, so I get I got very strong Teen Wolf vibes. Um, I got very strong Mean Girls vibes. Also, yes. Uh, it's very funny. It is very funny. That one little girl needed to just go away. Yeah, there's there's one girl that should have been eaten by the lone wolf. Let's put it that way. But also features a dog who has his own credits. Yes, <laughs> as himself in the credits. Such a good boy. Yes. Next up was Shaken, directed by Chasey Banks. This shook me. Yeah, the Shaken follows a woman who has postpartum psychosis. Um, this is revealed at the end of the film. Uh, it, it follows her trying to cope with something bad where it's never really made clear. Uh, something bad happened to her child. Her child, uh, a relative newborn, um, died. And she's trying to deal with that and it causes things to not be real. Yeah, I... I had a lot of questions with this one that I was left with. I didn't quite grasp what was real, and I don't think that that was the intent to the degree yeah. that that it was. Um, I just had confusion on the protagonist and her relationships to those around her and those interacting with her. Um, and I guess the timeline of the trauma comparatively happen? to when this occurred. Yeah. Um, but it was shot beautifully. It's uh, dealing, the, the creator was having, wanting to tell the tale of her mother going through postpartum psychosis herself. Um, and this was her way of dealing with that and working through that on her end. So, great. It was, a, it was a great story. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Lastly, it was Blur, directed by Heather Halstead. Blur follows a crime scene photographer and her admittedly adorable paramedic, I believe, wife. Yeah. Through her going blind. Yep. Which is especially hurtful because she's a photographer. Right. Um, she... Has some minor uh, supernatural things that happen, um, but mostly it's just a depressive breakdown of going blind at a relatively young age. Yeah, and the concept of if you were to go blind, how would you remember the people around you? Yeah. And how they looked and how you would perceive them in your mind's eye. Really, really good. Definitely heart-wrenching. Yeah, definitely the most... I, in, in terms of the, the dialogue, I loved how well-written it was. Definitely. Um, I, and... It was 
yeah, it, it, it got a lot into the short itself. Just how someone deals with such a terrible thing and how the people around them deal with it and the issues and struggles that come with that. Yes. All of that. Yep. <laughs> um, so today is day two. Uh, we've got a big day packed. Um, unfortunately, we are not going to get to see at least one of the blocks today. Uh, but we are excited about the comedy short block coming up. Definitely. And I'm excited about the socially conscious block because I have a friend that has his movie in there. Uh, Smiley Death Face. So we will be definitely checking out that block. And I hope that RC enjoys it. And yeah, uh, hopefully we'll, we might be able to get some interviews in. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, we're, we're trying to focus on seeing a lot of the films so that we can talk to people about them. Um, it's, everything has been amazing. Everyone has been amazing. Yes, it's difficult to pry yourself away from the screen to have the interviews when everything is so great. Yes. You don't want to miss anything. And so, and it also, it is a jam-packed schedule. There is no oh, time yeah. for breath. There's no time for breath or food. Yeah. <laughs> nope. But nope. We're, we're in it. We're in Boys it. Boys and girls. Yep. We're <laughs> in it for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we will be in touch as soon as possible with some more great films that you need to keep an eye on the horizon for. Thanks, everyone. All right, thanks. Bye. Part two coming. Bye.